Good morning. It's November 19th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion of the book of the same name, and today's title is Never in Doubt. The music you're listening to is Happy Birthday, the instrumental version by Tony Evans and his orchestra. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. James 1.6 ESV Today is my mother's 94th birthday. She has 100% of her snap, all of her humor, a surprising amount of her mobility, and is the epitome of the can-do attitude that characterizes the greatest generation. She has one other quality. She's one of the best spellers I've ever known. She may not be able to carry a tune to save her life, but she could spell her way out of a tight spot in a New York minute. Happy birthday, Mom. Evidently, the ability to spell is not transmitted genetically. I once famously bet my brother $100 that F-A-C-A-D-E was in fact an entirely different word from the one pronounced facade. I just knew that the common word for the front of a building was facade, while the word spelled facade was the French word for it anglicized. I'm not entirely sure, but I believe I still owe him that money. Members of our life group from church have previously characterized me as, quote, often wrong, but never in doubt, unquote. I'm almost positive it's not a compliment. It's the often wrong part I take issue with, of course. I'm good with the never in doubt part. It would be nice if we Christians were never in doubt, but then again, if that were the case, I'm not sure where faith would come in. Most of us would agree that we find ourselves identifying with the father of the epileptic boy in Mark 9, who cried out to Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. So what does the brother of our Lord mean by the opening verse? Are we all then like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by changing attitudes and beliefs? Don't verses like James 1, 7 and 8 then make it even worse? The person in doubt will receive nothing from the Lord since he is double-minded and unstable in all his ways? These verses always worried me because I have doubts. Does that mean God ignores my prayers? Does it make Philippians 4, 6 invalid for people like me? The Greek here is of some help. The word doubting in verse 6 is diakrinomenos, which means vacillating. In verse 8, the words double-minded in Greek are literally dysikos, which means two-souled. James wants us to understand that you cannot be all over the place, staggering like the inebriated, not knowing your mind with respect to your faith. It's not the strength of your faith in question, for Christ told you that faith the size of a mustard seed could move mountains, Matthew 17, 20. It is instead the very existence of faith that is in question with the one driven and tossed by the environment. We must believe that our prayers can be answered, Mark eleven twenty four, or there's no sense in praying at all. John Calvin, in his commentary, feels that James is referring first to the unbelieving, or doubters, who are unstable because they swell with pride and confidence of the flesh at one moment, only to crash to the depths of despair when things go poorly. They are often hypocrites who claim belief but act otherwise. Expositor's commentary refers to the, quote, double-souled, unquote, as those who are entirely indecisive, claiming they believe in one moment and not in another. Their indecisiveness makes them ineffective in their personal, business, social, as well as spiritual lives. 
Calvin contrasts these unstable ones with those who ask in faith, who are of one mind, believing that Christ is the Savior, even if their faith varies in its intensity from time to time. The father who cried, I believe, help my unbelief, was not vacillating in his faith, only confessing that he felt it inadequate and wanted it strengthened. So when you come to the Lord with your burdens, when you lay your troubles and worries and fears at his feet, don't make the mistake of thinking because you don't understand it all, because you sometimes question the power of your own belief, that his power is in any way affected. The point is that you believe enough to come to him. The doubt James speaks of is not strength of faith, but absence of it. Otherwise, Christ's metaphor about the mustard seed makes no sense at all. And one thing you can rely on with our Lord is that what he says makes sense. So happy birthday, Mom. I failed to inherit the spelling part, but I guess I got the never in doubt part. Dear Heavenly Father, we believe, help our unbelief. Believing means not being of two minds. We may falter in our understanding and falter in the strength of our faith, but we know that your grace is real. We know that we have been saved. It's only our limited comprehension that stands in the way of perfect faith. And we do know that only one has lived that perfect life and had that perfect faith. Help our unbelief indeed. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.